I was a relatively law-abiding citizen. I just didn't want motherfucker telling me that I couldn't smoke or grow weed. Welcome to Far North Coker. This is episode 155, October 13th, 2019, with your host, Mid Toker. Thank you all for listening. Continuing on, final episode in a three-part series with Mark Hubbard, lead cultivator, Alaskan Blooms. What an interesting life the man has got. Much more to hear from Mark. This part, mainly, mostly, Alaskan Bloom stuff. Dabbling little things here and there, talks about green life, what happened with that. Glad I got to know Mark. Definitely a good one to know in the industry. And knowing that his herb is coming out of Alaskan Blooms, if you like the indica side, you've got to try some of his strains. Strawberry Dock, Clem Dock, those are just ones I know offhand. Huh? What, what else has he got in there? I don't know. Sponsor News, Dab Lab AK, Closing Doors, so sorry to hear that, Gary. He's talked about opening up his own retail shop retail cannabis shop so we look forward to hearing about that but for the rest of the month of october 40 percent off and 50 percent off some higher end pieces green dreams cultivation frizzin farms thank you longtime token sponsors can find both of their quality herb alaskan blooms be sure check it out dropped off a couple magnets alaskan blooms if anyone's looking for any Go ask for one. Maybe they've got some sitting behind the counter. If not, I'll get some more down there. And it's been a good week, hasn't it? It's been a good week. Been a good week here. Long hard one. Stack some wood. Smoke some herb after. Let's get the show. I'm going to quit rambling. Let's go. Where you at? How that? In Alaska Blues. What are you doing? Packaging packages for Alaskan Blooms Retail. The finest cannabis at the lowest prices in the state. 8 a.m. to midnight, 2443 Arvilla Street, Fairbanks. AlaskanBlooms.com Alaskan Blooms Retail. We got this. We got this. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with the consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. How many licenses have you worked for? Two. Well, or two. What do you mean by? I've worked for that's what I'm places, but not really worked for them. I mean, you I, did. I, I mean, get paid from grow facility consult. Oh, I do most of it's free, dude. I just oh, really? help people out. Just walk into their places. And... Well, I don't do a lot of that yet. I've kind of thought about dabbling in that. If I do that, they're going to pay for that. Right. Where I come in and say this is ways to do this and do that. And there's a lot of ideas on shit and a lot of people have a lot of similar ideas and it just depends on what you have and what you want to do I mean there's a hundred different ways how many different size plants what do you want your plant size to be how long do you have to veg what's your veg area you have the ability to grow a bigger plant under smaller lights to where you can put them into a room with 
instead of having 500 plants in a room, have 150 plants in that room with the same canopy? Do you have the ability to veg a plant that big and then take it in? Because truly, in my opinion, I prefer bigger plants. When you can do a nice flat canopy with big plants, you get huge quality buds on every one of them. Versus a smaller plant, it's just not the same. And that's where, in here, we've gotten a lot more consistent. Our clones are coming up super consistent now. We actually have the ability to throw away like 40% of the clones that we do just because they're not up to par or we have too many. That's, that's good. I it mean, is, and that's it's that's taken a while to get there. And we're just not using all the clones. And it makes it so much better because I'm going to tell you, man, the veg is the heart of everything. If you got sick mothers, you got shitty clones coming out of there, you're getting small veg, whatever, it totally affects every bloom. If you get a quality plant coming out of your veg, your bloom's ready to fucking go and rock. Instead of having to fucking look long baby little plants, trying to grow them just enough to get something out of them. You know, we actually get, we've sped up the process by like three weeks. So he's doing things three weeks earlier so that we have that much more veg time in our veg. Mm-hmm. We're actually doing plants in cocoa, one gallon cocoa pots for that extra three weeks because in cocoa we can actually extend out their growth without having to give them more root. And then we transplant them like two weeks before they go into our rooms. So they're actually getting good root growth before they get thrown in our rooms. Our plants are 20 inches tall and nice plants, not just a single stem going up, doing the shit, you know. I mean, we actually got some nice, nice plants coming in. And it's awesome. It really is. They've given me a lot of freedom. Not, not freedom. I mean, they let me do it the way I'm doing it. Like they originally let me do my room how I wanted. They kind of played around. They saw what I did worked. And I'm like, we should do this in the other rooms. And they said, do it. And then the guy that was in charge kind of got burned out because he's working 24 hours. You know, lives on site. He's always here. And, you know, it burns you out. I don't care who you are. You've got to get away from it once in a while. And he just stepped back and to lead and I did I stepped up I guess and what does that mean to be lead is it what is the lead cultivator at Alaska Blooms I guess what you call it I don't care what you call it I'm just a, one of the bloom people just to me we're all the same man. we all do the same job I just have a little bit more knowledge is all and I can point people in directions like if something we want to try something different. I have the ideas for that shit, you know. I mean, I've done enough things that my brain thinks that way. As I live a life, it's hard to explain that to people, but I'm always trying to make things better. Hello. Aurora Apothecary CBD Superstore, located in downtown Fairbanks. Aurora Apothecary CBD Superstore, located downtown Fairbanks, provides families, people, and pets with a wide variety of products from Mother Nature. We carry brands like Renew, Green Roads, Creating Better Days, CBD Plus Oil, and Select. Aurora Apothecary, 2nd Avenue, Fairbanks, Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., 
hemp. That's 456-4367. Aurora Apothecary, your CBD superstore for pets and people. Have a wonderful day. How many years have you been growing plants? I figure that I've grown 30 years. 30 years. Yeah. So, I've done good the last 20 years. Wreck. I've only been growing legal since I went into Green Life. To the very beginning of that. Right. Well, I guess when it when it first became legal, <laughs> I went to my six plants. I've always kind of been right there anyway. You know, I've always always had, All right. you know, less than twelve plants. That's a good point because we were. I was never in big. Alaska. Well, for the was, most part, I was never big. You know, for the last fifteen years, it's been just a, basically a personal growth. You guys didn't have space. Even when I did have more space, it was still, I was just going to do it just big enough to do what I need. I, you know, I, I know I've been caught. I'm sure I'm on a list. And you don't, and you're, you don't want to invite idiots around. No, no, exactly. I just don't need the headache. I decided that I was getting legal and I did. Man, I got lucky stumbling into your timeline then. Good old Frank. Yeah, it was... That was right at the end of it. And you saw how little I had. I mean, it was like if it was, wasn't at the right time, it was gone. Because <laughs> I kept it all. It wasn't gone, but it was harder to talk me out of it. Mm-hmm. I'll smoke the shit out of it with it, but I don't know it was very easy. Oh, I, was trying to th- I think the first time I smoked Gorilla Glue was with you. Oh, yeah? That smell of so definable. Aroma Next time you get a jug of Gorilla Juice Blue, I want you to close your eyes and smell it. Does it smell like that? And tell me that you don't smell tuna fish. Oh. No. You I'm going to do tell you, before. Dude, I don't want that, that to be done. I did that to a girl last night because I bought some Gorilla Glue over at Good. And... I was like, what do you smell when you smell Gorilla Glue? And she goes, just gassy. I said, okay. It didn't smell like... I don't think theirs smells like yours did. Oh, it smells just like it, dude. I smelled really? it last night. Okay. And I took it and I smell it. And I'm like, yep, yeah, I smell it. So I handed it to her and I said, tell me you don't smell too much. Uh, and she took it and goes, oh my God, why would you tell me that? Know, that's like catfish. And as soon as I did that, she sm- she smelled it. And I said, you'll never think of it the same. I'm going to try to forget Sean that Fringe right now. is the one that fucked me up. He's the one that got me thinking that and he's right. Delete, delete, delete. Do not want that in my brain. I like it's this. not a bad smell. It's just not what it looks like. <laughs> it's like an undertone of it. It, it, it. it is a completely different smell. And it was a familiar smell, so maybe that's what the familiar smell is, tuna. But I don't want it to be. Yeah, I don't know, man. we got some great strains, like my Grease Monkey. I like the shit out of that strain. Our Kimbo Kush is a great strain. we got Red One Fino. We're starting to actually finalize where we've had like pairs of phenols that we're running mm-hmm. we've actually I've started cutting out those extra phenols the ones that we really like the best and I'm going to tell you we've gotten rid of some of our higher numbered plants and kept the lower number testing ones because they're better fucking weed I don't give a shit and that's the nice thing about having our retail now it don't matter if it's 16-18% as long as it's quality bud mm-hmm. people will still buy it 
and you can still make your money in your retail with it versus you try to sell that to somebody, oh, yeah, I'll give you 1500 a pound for it. And they're still selling it. And they're still going to sell it for fucking 20 bucks a gram or 18 bucks a gram. That's what our store is so different, dude. Even it. our best stuff sits in there at fucking like 12 or 14 bucks a gram that's from our store. Mm-hmm. You know, other cultivators, it's a little bit higher because, like I said, our boss gives them a better deal on their bud than most people, so therefore we have to... Now it's nice. You know, but still, we don't have a $20 gram of bud in our store. What do we got in there? We got Green Dreams Cultivation, Frozen North Farms, Frozen Farms, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. I think, who else? We've got a couple other, I think. I've been getting that knowing the lights. From Warner Brothers? Oh, Frozen No, 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 no. You're right. I had Frozen Farms earlier when they had those. um, The blunts? Yeah. The keen blunts? Yeah, I smoked a couple of them. Yeah, and then recently I have gotten the uh, Warner Brothers Northern Lights. Warner Brothers, dude, I'm going to tell you, of all the cultivations that I've been in, those guys are on spot. Those guys have a great facility. It's clean, like I'd like to see it clean. The way they're doing it is spot on. Awesome. They've got their environments controlled. They're doing a great job. And they're putting out some quality bud. And I'm going to tell you, of all the people that I've seen, they're one of one of the one percenters, as far as I'm concerned, for having their shit together. That's and good. I'm not even sure I'd say that I'm in that, because we don't have our facility quite dialed in with the environment and shit. But you can't get them anywhere else in town, can you? I don't think so. I don't think so. There, are they limited? Or are they a full? I think they are. I think it's limited. It's not very big. <laughs> I know that. I think it's 30 lights. So, yeah, it's probably limited. But I like everything that I've had from them, and that's nice to see. Mm-hmm. And I told them that too when I was down visiting. And I was like, Man, "You guys got a great job going here." Brothers, huh? Yeah, and a dad. Two uh, brothers and a dad. They're all growing. I think the two brothers do. I think the dad just helps do all the other stuff. I don't nice. know if I could be wrong, but I think that's what I like the packaging and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's awesome. Super family business. Yeah. Nice guys. And like I said, they're doing a top-notch job. They're some of the people that I don't... I don't care how big your facility is. If you're a craft grower, I'm still going to call you a craft grower. Because there are some people that are in bigger facilities that are doing craft quality. Is that what you're defining it as? The quality of it makes it craft? I think so. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of it wrong. But to me, craft quality is like best quality you're going to get from it. What comes from the person, I think, the grower, that they look at it as more of an art than um, a job or something like you were talking about. The lifestyle. Can you tell around town, like when you walk into some of these stores, that it's not their lifestyle? Oh, heck yes. I could name half of them. (laughs) Because I go to every one. I really do. And you can really see outside interests. You can see the locals. You can see the key people that care about what the fuck they're doing. You know, and just because you have a pretty nice looking shop doesn't mean that you give a shit about what's in it. I mean, I just, I think there's a lot of wannabes in the business still. Well, an opportunity to make money. Yeah. And they'll probably survive. You know, the retails will probably survive because they have the ability to make some money still. Mm-hmm. As long as they got a good spot, they advertise right. But 
for facilities. If you haven't got your shit together pretty soon, you're gonna get you're gonna get whittled out of the fucking crowd because there's starting to be enough people in it that are doing a good job. People are getting to where they see the quality weed now more so. And I'm not saying there's not crap out there. You know, there's huge just you know, huge problems in the industry as far as I'm concerned in the storing of blood and shit like that. Do you think in Fairbanks we're not seeing a lot of those problems? Because we have, do we have better growers up here? Or just less? Or what's going Because I don't really hear a lot of problems with blood up here. But I, I wouldn't see it the same as you are. I, you know, for the most part, I think there's less growers up here compared to down in the valley and shit. But I still think there's plenty of crap up here. I really do. I think it's everywhere. I just think that up here there's less people calling you out. Why? Well, you know, like like ACC or whatever, when they had their shit with, or Common Collective, excuse me, when they had their issue with one of their guys fucking, you know, which time, one of their guys laying naked in a pile of leaves in the floor. Mm-hmm or taking a picture of their room that looks like it snowed in it. And I don't really need to say what that is out loud, but everybody in their fucking right mind knows what the fuck that shit is. And they just blatantly, like, blast pictures out of the media. And as soon as somebody looks at it, like, why would you do this? You know, just stupid people that... Don't serve Probably do, truly, they're living the life. They really are but not living the life in the standard that I wanted. You know, they're having fun doing what they do, and I'm not putting them down at all for what they're doing. Not being good stewards of what we've got. But I'm going to tell you, dude, there is a quality that has to go with what you're doing. Or as far as I'm concerned, you need to leave the industry. If you're willing to put shit out there that's going to potentially could hurt somebody, <laughs> if you're willing to use pesticides that can hurt somebody, you know, you might get away with it, and it might not today hurt somebody, but then ingesting that over the years, how do you know you're not contributing to the cancers they're getting or anything else? I don't want to be part of that. I want to be able to say, I want to be able to look somebody in the face and say, what I'm giving you is the safest product that I could possibly give you. Like, any type of pest control we use is all totally natural shit, like, like garlic, like rosemary, it's us, it's oils that are condensed oils of shit like that. And I'm telling you, the bugs can't deal with that. When you use it, they're gone. And since we've implemented what we do, I never see them anymore. We have no issues with nothing. And that's what people gotta realize. There's stuff out there that you can use that's safe and not gonna hurt somebody and works. And I just wish more people would get on board with caring about what they do. And that's why I like where I'm at. The, the people that are around me care about what they're doing for the most part. My boss has the same passion that I do, maybe even more. Because my passion is just weed. His passion is the whole fucking thing. You know, he wants to make it all that way. And I, I'm great. That's great. It's more than my brain wants to fucking deal with. Like I've told them, you start giving me too many things to think about, and I stop thinking about this. You want me for this, trust me. Mm -hmm. When it comes to 
everything else, someone else can do it. <laughs> and it works great, dude. I mean, <laughs> it shows. The weaker ones will just, I guess in business, when you know you can go to A and it's better quality, when there's enough of A to satisfy your needs, you're never going to go to B again. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and that's where it's working good for us, dude, having the amount of plants that we have that are quality plants. We have a huge selection of different types of herb for the people that want the speedy high, they want the sedative high. I brought in a bunch of sedatives because those are the strains that I bring with me. Mm-hmm. And that's just starting to come into our, our facility right now, I mean, into the retail. So all the, the good, good hybrids and the Klundock. and the sativas we've had. Now I brought some good indica hybrids in, or like I've got, like I said, I've got four different sativa leaning hybrids that they consider like a seventy to eighty percent sativa hybrid that I phenol hunted for those super rare indica phenols and. I love it because you get way heavier the high, still have that sativa uplifting high. Which one is that? Well, it's, it feels like my Tangi Banana, the Strawberry Decent Space Dude, Tillamook Strawberry. That's a tall plant, man. Mine are shrubs. That's one of my shortest growing plants, that Tillamook I have. Anybody else that I know that's grown it said, yeah, they're five, six foot plants. <laughs> you couldn't get one of mine six feet tall. It'd take you four months. And that's just the indica side? Yep. And that's what I search for. I look for the indicolene plants. That's always what I wanted because I like the heavy narcotic body high. That's what makes me maintain my my calmness. None of this. No more waves. No more peaks and valleys, man. It's a nice sedative calm. You know, that's why I don't really care for the sativas because they give me anxiety a little bit. I have I have stayed away from sativas, but I really like that silver G. Yeah, that one's not bad. <laughs> I taste. know people that can't smoke that one. That's one of them that as long as they don't sit there and just smoke a big old cigar of it, I'm fine. It makes you get um It makes me get shit done. Okay. But yeah, I really like it. Our Durban's the same way. It's not Durban poison, it's actually just Durban. Durban's an amazing. Everybody thinks we're talking about Durban poison, but this is not the same thing. How's it different? It's, well, it's different genetics. Our Durban is from Sensi Seeds. It's still a sativa, but it's just so much flavor and it doesn't taste kind of like an anise or an herb. It's a real sour, fruity, it's real pungent. And it's not nearly as speedy as Durban poison. Durban poison is one of the strains that I typically won't smoke because it, if I smoke, more than a few bits, it gets me, it runs me out. I hate it for like a cracked out or something. I love just how all the different strains and all the things that it can do for you. Yep. So, heck yeah. Hmm. What other ones? My lemon haze. I've got a pretty unique lemon haze that's going to be coming out shortly too. Mm, I really like that one. Virgie, he's got a people have nice ones. They got he's got a super, super lemon, lemon haze. It's pretty good. Yeah, Has he brought it in? I know he was trying some out for a while. I don't know if I did or not. Seen it out. We got so much over there now, man. I don't even know. It I know. I was in there. 30 minutes just to read all the jars. I guess yesterday. 
JCM's yeah, in there yesterday, and jars are stacked in there. there like a couple weeks ago, it was kind of know, like sparse, but yeah, right now anything you want is available. I love it. Not anything. Lots. It's good to see. It's nice because there's, like I said, there's like five of mine in there right now. And I've got a whole lot more and more coming up as you go. There's probably like eight more strains of mine that are going to come out over the next couple months. Nice. And we're going to, um, I'm hoping I can keep you on, getting you on like at least once a month now. Tell us what's coming up. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, it's fun sitting here and smoking. We didn't smoke as much as I was hoping to. Not as hoping to, it just, it just got away from us. And then my damn pipe got off. Fucking clogged. But, um, you want to try this? Yeah. Let's let's shut this down for now. Good. Smoke some weed and um, yeah, we didn't even get. To, we, I guess we talked about your industry work a little bit. I don't mm-hmm. know how much you wanted to go into. Oh, whatever. It don't matter. I'll talk really? about it. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> Dab Lab AK, winner of Cannabis Classic 2017, Alaska's best glass shop, and there's no doubt as to why. High-quality, American-made glass, none of this cheap import stuff. With the best CBD and accessories available on the market, all in a comfortable, professional setting with competitive prices. Support local, College Road, Fairbanks. I'm going to let my buddy Alaska Red tell you. For the highest quality glass that you're going to find in Alaska, head on down to my buddy's shop, Dab Lab AK, 3410 College Road. That's Dab Lab AK, 3410 College Road, Fairbanks, Alaska. 10 to 9, Sunday through Thursday, open till 11, Friday to Saturday. For all your cannabis accessory needs, Dab Lab AK. Backtrack provided by Alaska Red, Lyrical Sticker. What's up? <laughs> what kind you want to try? Um, your favorite. This is definitely a good one. Stressed out about growing. Like, I haven't even had any budding plants in my house in like two months. Not that I don't have plants, I just fucking haven't been budding or been lazy. Just fucking. That's what you're excited about, not having to worry about your own plants? Well, I just haven't had time. I've been fucking like hunting and doing every fucking thing else, so I fucking just really haven't had a chance to do anything, you know? Just made it. That was made like two months ago. The pipe? Oh, okay. And it's still (coughs) That's Mac. Like. That's a real famous one in the state, isn't it? Yeah, it is. This is a real good one, too. This is some honey banana. Man, honey banana. You like honey banana? (coughs) I do. That's one of my favorite strains that I kind of remember hitting the market. I got it at Grass Station. One of the first couple months of illegal, I think it was like a morning bear. Yeah. Okay. Dude, this honey banana. 
We got the cut of honey banana. <laughs> it just came up. You guys are have got one? Yeah, we got the cut of honey banana that's the cut to have. How so? It's fucking way more honey flavored than any fucking one I've ever had. It's what God, I just smoked the last of that too. It's the honey banana that I had some of this shit that like a lot of people would like do a hit or they just, just like this when they're done. <laughs> just close your eyes. I, do you know the youngest lead cultivator around? Do you know any young? I know a lot of cultivators that are younger. I don't know how young. I mean, I guess late 20s, early 30s, maybe, some of them. And even, it's just, there's something about experience, but then there can be the wrong experience, too. Right? Oh, yeah. You could be growing for 30 years, shit. Practicing the wrong thing wrong is not good. No. Practicing the wrong thing good is even worse. <laughs> Yeah, that smells awesome. Heck yeah. So when I was meeting you and talking to you, were, you weren't thinking about legal market at all, just kind of pipe dreams. That it's going legal and holy shit, we could be selling weed legal, right? Yep. And how are these regs going to look and what's going to happen with it? See, I was looking at it as, I was black market. Black market lives matter. Looking at, okay, well, I'm going to get out of this shit now because it's fucking, I watched all those people that were in the black market just start, like, it seemed like as soon as I started kind of showing pictures of green life, plants, it's like all of a sudden other people in the black market. Black market lives matter. Started showing their plants. And it really baffled me why the fuck you would show 25 plants in a private row, knowing the federal limit where they start to prosecute is 25 plants. Why would you even show that shit? And it just, it floored me to watch how stupid the black market. Black market lives matter. God, it really Wasn't did. Was it stupid or just like we were talking earlier, that gray market doesn't matter, can't get you oh, I think what it's been is <coughs> because of the gray market, I think that everybody got... There was no enforcement coming down. Exactly. So no it's going to happen. I mean... You think? It already started to, man. What? Here? Not, they haven't done it here, but Amco went through a bunch of places down in the valley last week. So you can guarantee they're starting to go out and actually look at enforcement. When you and said went out places in the valley. What they were doing, what I heard... Is they were going places and they were like checking plant counts and shit like that. So in businesses? Yes. They're making sure that people are doing shit right. Maybe those people have been doing fishy shit. I don't know. Because they can kind of, they can tell when something's not normal going on All in right. the metric. Because it, Outside of outliers, there's yeah. so much data right now. Yeah. That if your plant's getting 50% more than the average all the time where's well, that we come from not even that well yeah I suppose you could look at that too because it is it's it's a pretty waste. cut and dry how much see that wasting that can vary a lot because the better your shit's running the more waste you're going to have 
but at the same time, there's just so many variations of it. It just becomes know? math, though. It does. When when all that data from what is it metric, all being entered in, and it's getting and averages. It gets rhythms going, and as yes. soon as your rhythms change, it alerts them. Yeah, it's it becomes your OCD machine. Yes, it and does. It's just like, wait a minute, something's going on over here. Yeah, and so. They're not allowed to say what those red flags are, but they do exist. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I to talk about that. Well, what it is, is it's, it's any, well, it could be a, when they take a plant, cut it wet, there is a relatively pretty given set of what weight's going to be there. Be it the very most is like, a, the average is around 10%. We have strains that produce way more than 10%, probably upwards of like 15 or 16%. But then again, we have strains that produce 7%. So it's an average. And when they see the average of a plant, they, they understand what those averages are. And as soon as those averages changes, it alerts them. Or Just one like, cultivator has 50%. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's exactly. You know, there's the, when you're out of that realm of what it should be, I'm sure it alerts them. Uh-huh. And I just think... It would be so stupid to invest the time and money and the hassles that you have gone would go through to get into the legal market just to fucking slither shit by. And but I don't know. I guess you know. Who knows what people are willing to do? I guess. I, I mean, just I heard it explained that people in the black market, black market lives matter. When they come into the the, the regulated market, so used to breaking the law all the time, any law. I mean, just from just the child allowed to grow, that alone. So then, when you get into a regulated market, you're just like, "Well, what if I do this?" It's yeah, no. You had that mentality for so you. long. Was that hard for you to break? No, because all the only thing I did illegal was I grew weed and I sold a little bit of weed, but not like to your plants. I like, didn't like, you know, it didn't like. I didn't go through life just breaking laws, shorting people. Yeah, like you know, I mean, scandalous. My breaking the law was, I grew fucking weed, and I might have sold a little bit. Other than that, I was a relatively law-abiding citizen. I just didn't want motherfucker telling me that I couldn't smoke or grow weed. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. Still don't. I don't understand why they got to feel it needs to be so regulated. Because if they unregulated it. And I mean unregulated by not still have it in a regulated market for like dispensaries and shit mm-hmm. for sales anyway. But it should be anybody should be able to do what they want with it. You should be able to barter with it. You should be able to do whatever you want. But like if you grow it at your house. Yeah. But I can see having the concerns for health because you know, just like right now, they've got no regulations on pesticides and shit. Because right now, it's really up to somebody's integrity and morals of whether they're going to fucking poison somebody or not. And that's sad. Well, doesn't it come down to that, too, where you have that whole plant that's going to go under and you're looking at thousands and thousands oh, of Oh, I understand why people do what they do. But like I said, that's the nice thing about me, is I'm not in that position where I'm worried about the millions. I'm worried about that fucking plant. Mm-hmm. And I'm worried about the person smoking that plant because I'm one of those people. Has anything gone wrong with your grow in the in the rec market? Oh, hell yeah. And how's that feel? 
horrible. Everything. <laughs> Dude, worse you don't, you don't understand. Race. I'm going to tell you. And here's food for thought. I guarantee you that in the three years I've been in this, I've been involved with throwing away 100 pounds plus of weed. Because shit happened. And I'm not willing to fucking, you know, and the people that I work with and shit aren't willing to, they're in the same state of mind as me. They're not willing to poison somebody. They're not willing to put something half-assed out there just to fucking make a buck. You know, it sucks to lose that revenue. It's huge right now because right now there's not a lot of revenue to lose. But that's where I guess even like in our place, we have just enough of an advantage. We produce enough that we can have loss. And, you know, as long as it's not all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. And it's well, that's not part of the business. Of the thing. It doesn't have to be 100%. It's, you just have to expect that nothing's perfect. So. It was worse when you failed for someone else than failed at your own house. Oh, yeah. Well, it sucked at your own house. You didn't have weed for a while. But right. Yeah, I just letting someone. Most of the failure that I've had is just because I didn't have a clue. You know, like I said, in the last three years, I've learned a lot. Just being around so much all the time. I've learned preventative. It's easier to prevent something than to stop something that's already happening. Be it anything. Because what you sell, and there's a million different things that can cause a hundred different fucking problems. You think you have it stopped. It's you've gone, got it stopped during everywhere. this two weeks, but now you've got a different environment two weeks later because your environment always changes through the whole thing. You know, people not having a clue about... You've got to have dehu. You've got to have filtration and everything at nighttime when there's no lights on. All that stuff has to keep working. Otherwise, you have outrageous humidity levels. You have pathogens that start growing. You just create the environment to create havoc in your room. So you have to eliminate all those problems. And I'm telling you, it's like you figure out three problems and fix them. There'll be five more that will show up. And over the last legal market, it's been a huge learning curve on (laughs) environmental issues. And I'm going to say for the last year, we've actually got it relatively dialed in. And then we're different than Southeast. Oh, yeah. America. I can't imagine, you know, geez, living down on the coast where it's humid all the time. God, that would suck. I mean, you, we have hard enough time dealing with humidity. You just, you just got to set your rooms up right. That's really what it comes down to. Otherwise, it's going to be nightmare after nightmare. Chena Cannabis, North Pole Cannabis Dispensary, 1725 Richardson Highway between North Pole and Fairbanks, right before the Badger Road exit. You're going to love this place. Convenient access right off the highway as you're hitting the lakes in the summer or a Valkyrie's trip on the way out of town. Stock up on those special in-house strains. Taffy, sourdough, fruity pebbles, boost banner, green crack. Always a $5 pre-roll and special and $10 grams. Concentrates, buy good cannabis, good titrations, edibles, AK Frost, good cannabis gummies. 
head on over to Chena Canvas. Check out the full menu on leafly.com. Open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m., 9 p.m., Sunday, noon to 6. You don't have to drive all the way to Fairbanks for your cannabis needs. Save your time. Get your quality cannabis at Chena Cannabis, your North Pole cannabis dispensary. Chena Cannabis. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with the consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. How did you get into Green Life? I walked into Green Thumb and talked to Nate about some different foods that I was using and I was asking questions that he wanted to hear, I guess, that your average person doesn't ask. And This is pre-legalization? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was right in the beginning, right before it happened. Like that year before? Yeah. And... I brought in a couple buds just to let him try them. I had on me, so I like whipped it out and gave him a couple bowls. Did you know he was starting up his grill? He was talking about, the, well, we were talking about the green thumb at the time, and he was talking about maybe at some point starting something. And I handed him this bud, one of the plants that I had at the time was called Blue Dot. And it was a strain that he brought back from Amsterdam like 10 years before that. And he'd given it to a lot of people just to see what he would get because he's a good grower. And I handed him this bud and he's like, what is this? And I said, it's something called Blue Dot. And I said, I got, well, I had like three buds I gave him. And I said, I just got, that's the last I'll see of that. I got rid of that string. He was why? And he said, it isn't good enough. He goes, what do you mean? I said, well, the other two I just gave you, the, they're similar looking, but they're better quality. And in talking to him a few times, you know, and then him finally offered me a job and talking about it. And the reason he did is because I gave him that butt of blue dot, and he said that's the best he'd ever seen blue dot look. He said he'd never found anybody that grew up better than him until he took that butt from me. And you didn't know that he did his own competition out there? Yeah. That was when he'd first come to town because they started their shop down in Wasilla and then moved it up here. And he basically, that was back when, uh, God, I forgot, Mercedes. What the hell was her mom's name? She had that other shop that was down on the far end of... Grow shop? Yeah, it was down there by Mike Chevron. In that little, like, like in that little coffee fucking hut sitting there, whatever that was. They actually made that into a grow shop for a little while. Uh-huh. And then Nate opened his, and she got tired of people because it was pre-legalization. She got tired of people asking about pot because legally you really can't answer questions about pot. And she just got assy about fucking people asking her questions about weed. So she fucking said, fuck it, and offered to sell Nate her whole setup and he bought it all from her. So that took her out of business. Oh, hometown. No. Not hometown? No, he bought hometown just recently. Right, that's what I thought you were talking about. Which, that was his competition and he gave them a run for their money. 
you know, because the whole point in Green Thumb was to find growers to employ uh-huh. in his shop. Interesting. I mean, that's what he told me. That was the whole point and what he did, really, and make money, but uh-huh. and make it to where he could supply his shop cheaper than everybody else can. Yeah, John's genius. I always thought that was kind of cool. It was. I mean, he was smart about <laughs> it. He went to Amsterdam and learned what to do. I mean, he's one of those few people. And so I you're there at the, the beginning time. of Green Life. Yeah. And I liked what he had to say. We had the same thoughts. And needless to say, a year later, we didn't have the same thoughts anymore. He changed. Money made him fucking weird. Backstabbed a lot of fucking people. And I didn't realize that he'd done a bunch of, he backstabbed a bunch of people pre-Green Life. He went in there and fucking... They were supposed to with other someone partners else. in there. Yeah, they were supposed to have some partners in there that he went and rented the building without them, and basically shoved them out of the way. Which they're still in the market now, doing real good. And that's Karma Rowan, one of them. The guy Thomas Holland. Yeah, he was supposed to come in with him there, and that Karma Ground. Yeah, got fucked out of it, which is better for him. I guarantee he's doing better now than he would have there. Well, I would assume. Yeah, well, he's, he's his own man now, right? Instead of working for somebody else or even being partners. Yep. Did you feel good to be out of Green Life or you're like, oh shit, that was my chance? I was so glad to get out of there the way it ended. Because I'm just not going to work for somebody that's going to talk shit about me when it's well, you were. I remember seeing you during the summer and I hadn't seen you in a while during that time. And you were thin, way thin. Dude, I worked my ass off. I yeah. worked four months with no money. I remember you were working hard I and you didn't have money. I put everything into that. I really did. I put everything into that. I worked 12 hour fucking days, seven days a week for, for fucking eight months. And I get, I got a lot from it. I learned how to, Just learn. I learned commercially a lot, a lot not to do a lot of things, not to fucking ever do commercially. <laughs> and I took that from it. I tried to keep it positive. I left there with a lot of knowledge that I learned. And I learned about a lot of people in that knowledge, too, not just growing. I learned what's going on in this industry. I learned about how many backstabbing pieces of shit there are. And it's nice to say that there's a few that aren't that way. And I think I found one. Yeah, pretty upfront, pretty straightforward. Yep. And I know of a few other ones that are doing, that are going to do good. They're already doing quality. And, and so to me, they'll Quality people good. is making yep. quality products. That's it, because you can have the best weed in the world. If you're a dick, you're a dick. Ain't nobody going to want your shit. They don't want to be around you. They don't want to give you the, give you the deal. And that's why, you know, even the bad shit that's happened, I... I really don't talk a whole lot about it, but someone asked me just because I don't want to, I don't need to bash somebody, man. It's a hard enough industry already. I understand business can change people. And the easiest way to deal with that is if it's they change in a way that's not acceptable to your morals and standards, you just separate from it. And that's like when I came here, dude, I didn't know what to expect. I really didn't. I came in here, I thought they had a the same mindset that I did, but I was really leery after that last one because he did too. He had 
he had an even better mindset than I was thinking, truly. But when I got here, I think everybody was kind of leery a little bit, not knowing what to expect from me. And I didn't know what to expect. I came in here and I straight up said, I'm a body. What do you want me to do? I'm not. I'll do, I don't want the I'll do things. What I need to do. What do you want me to do? I'll do. But there ain't nothing that I'm doing that you're going to need my knowledge for. You got a room here, right? No, nope, not start? right off the bat. I was in veg transplanting, just fucking. I, I want to say menial labor, but that's not a true because, like I said, the veg is the heart. I took and helped the person that was running the veg deal with a few problems and fucking put my hands on the plants at a small age and was able to prep plants pre-going into bloom rooms, which is everything to me. And they saw an improvement pretty quick. Was it hard to let your little babies go? No. You were were happy to send them off to the What it did, it took about a month and a half and I lost my mind. I was done transplanting motherfucking plants. And what had happened... It was funny, the day that it, I just got tired of it, because, <laughs> dude, it was like coming to work and idle all day long. It's like it's like Mark Wade coming in and putting a fucking Band-Aid on your kneecap. You know who I'm talking, right? No. He's a neural, he's a fucking one of the best surgeons in town. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 I know. And I'm not trying to say I'm one of the best. I'm just saying, it's like having somebody that knows what the fuck they're doing coming in and Band-Aid and shit. Why? I got tired of idling, and I, this one day, I was sitting in the middle of an empty room, there wasn't a plant within 30 feet of me, and I was cleaning a fan, and my boss came in and said, you need to put a hairnet on, I came uncorked, I didn't get nappy or nothing, I got up and I left the motherfucking room, and I was leaving the building. I was quitting. I was fucking done. I'm sick of this shit. I don't need a fucking hairnet when I'm Here? not in a fucking bloom room. Yeah. Okay. And it was because I was just tired of doing what I was doing. I don't uh-huh. want to keep staring at fucking You're dirt. irritable. Yes. I was, it was stupid. <laughs> so, as I'm walking out, I run into Mary. And I tell her, I'm fucking done, blah, blah, blah. I'm out of here. And as I'm saying this... Bub comes walking through the door. He's like, wait, whoa, whoa, wait, wait. Did he know anything that happened? No. Okay. I just told him I'm, f- I'm fucking tired of fucking... I said, I'm, I don't understand why I need a motherfucking wear a hairnet. I told him. I don't know why I need to wear a fucking hairnet when I'm cleaning a goddamn fan. My hair's braided and in ties. There's no hair falling out of my head. Okay. A hairnet's not going to change it anymore. And I said, <laughs> I understand why you want hairnets in a blue room. I understand that. But I'm in a motherfucking empty room cleaning a fan. And that's how I told him. He said, just do me a favor. Just sit down for 20 minutes, take some deep breaths, and I'll be back and we'll talk. So I did. And he came back and they had decided to give me a bloom room at that point. And so I was happy again. (laughs) Gave you some responsibility. Well, yeah. And then I just went in that room and, you know, doing what they did, which was nothing wrong with it. And then I was like, do you mind if I kind of play around with the foods and shit like that a little bit? And they're like, do what you want. So as soon as they said, do what you want, I went from 
feeding 14 mil of newts, like our main food was like 14 mil A and B, I went to feeding 6 mil A and B. I dropped my numbers way the fuck down and just streamlined the food and it made a big difference. You can see the difference. We still had some, a couple other issues we were dealing with. And at that point, I hadn't realized what they were because that's why I was playing with my food because I knew that I was having issues with nitrogen. Mm-hmm. So I dropped my food way down. <clears throat> they looked really good at first and then all of a sudden they start getting what I call the heavy look where they kind of get some curling going. They tar- start to lighten up what I call light yellow, but it's just lighter green. And I recognize that it's nitrogen toxicity happening. So we test the dirt. And this test, it says if it shows pink, it's excess nitrogen. And dude, it was blood motherfucking red. It wasn't pink in any It was so off the chart of red, pink, that it wasn't even pink. And I'm like, this is telling me that we got a ton of nitrogen. So I'm like, okay, flush. So I flush my fucking, I'm not even telling people what I'm doing. I'm just reading my plants and doing what I do. Because I read my runoff more than your average person does. My runoff tells me what's the health of my plants. And that's the most important part to me. And I realized that I bring my meter in. Well, I use the meter we have here and it's saying 1200 PPM runoff, which is high to me. And I'm like, okay. So I test the water and it's like the same. And I'm like, I don't know. It's just, it looks wrong. So I fucking went, I brought my own meters from home. So I got good meters and they're all calibrated all the time and shit. And I don't know if any meter here has ever been calibrated or not. Cause I just started, right? So I test my shit and I'm like, what? My PPM meter quit working. It's airing out. And I'm like, Oh, that's right. It'll do that. If it's over like 3000 parts per million, it'll air out. So I sat there and diluted it down and diluted it down. And all of a sudden it started reading. I'm like, oh my God, I don't even know how hot this fucking shit is. So I do a huge flush and it's a big deal to flush in this room because there's no drains. So I have to like vacuum all the water off the floor from my flush. I literally put 1200 gallons through my plants in this little room and had to vacuum 1200 fucking gallons up off the floor and dump it. And water wagons loving it, huh? Exactly. So I get my numbers down, start feeding again. And I'm watching slowly my numbers creep back up every day. Like three or four days, they went fine. And then all of a sudden, a little higher, a little higher. And I'm like, and I should not be getting any residual buildup with as low as food as I'm running. So over like a couple week period of time, I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. And we had our piles of dirt sitting there. Because we'd take our dirt, our old dirt, we'd knock the roots out of it and reuse it. And I've never been somebody to reuse dirt. But they did it, so, you know, I'm doing what they do. And then one day I'm watching them do it, and I'm looking at the dirt that they'd gone through, and the epiphany hit me, dude. I just grab a handful of dirt and look at it. It's fucking loaded with little tiny fucking pieces of root, like hair, fine hair root. Dude, all that shit's decomposing. This is year-old dirt. This shit's decomposing and fucking causing tons of nitrogen in our fucking dirt. So I'm like, God, it's got to be what it is. So I fucking, I'm I'm talking to the boss about it. I'm like, 
this has got to be what our problem is. And it's just been something that we've noticed getting worse and worse and worse. And then when I stepped in, they were having some issues with pants turning yellow and shit at the end. And coming up with that thought, they're like, well, how can we fix it? I said, new dirt. Quit using this shit totally. So they're like, you know, there was no money hardly because we were just fucking getting by. It was tight, dude. It really was. I mean, literally, I don't know how many times it was. If we don't have the money today, the lights get shut off. Yeah, because the electric bill here is insane. And 30000 20000 a month is crazy, yeah. I don't know what it is. It's and that doesn't crazy. stop. No, it never stops. And so I'm like, dirt. I need dirt. I need fresh dirt. And so they're like, okay, the first thing we can afford to do is we can do a transplant. The first we go in the gallon ones and then into the five gallons. So we do a transplant into fresh dirt into the one gallon. And then the five gallon will do a 50-50 with new dirt and old dirt. Just for that one, the first crop till we can get more money for the next little bit of dirt. Because it's like, it's literally like 1200 bucks a week for dirt. And that's what we use for dirt, cocoa, and perlite. Uh-huh. And food is that much more. So it's $2,500 a week just for each to keep the rooms going just with food and dirt. All the rooms or just the one room? The five. The five blooms in the bed. It's like 500 dirt. Yeah, easy. And then, so we did this first one, and the first clones that were in the gallon dirt caught up to the clones that were the next ones ahead of it in size. <laughs> they caught up to it, then they transplanted them, and they did okay because they were in half-assed dirt. But then the next room after that one was a room that I did. It was my personal room. I had all new dirt. All of it was all new. Dude, huge fucking difference. We went, my room before that, I hate to say it, dude, it was, I was watching this shit happen. Just no bud size, just all kinds of issues going on. And I'm just like, man, I don't know what I was doing wrong. And it was driving me nuts. But I broke it down, figured out what it was. We fixed the issue. And since then, it's been just one room after another. I went from like, I think the one room, that last crappy room I had was like 17 pounds of bud. My last room in that same room was 42 pounds of bud. So there's an improvement there. Now that we've improved that first step, we've got our numbers up. We're actually able to pay the fucking bills again, getting shit going. We're actually starting to improve everything, buying new things, replacing things that are wore out, shit like that. And we're just doing nothing but getting better and better and better. And slowly but surely, the, the plan is is to start setting these rooms up completely environment controlled. No more fucking, we're an open air facility, which means outside air is what feeds us. And it would be nice to get to a point where it's not an open air facility anymore. Everything is controlled. There's no, never a chance of anything coming in from outside, pathogen wise. Just redo the whole inside. Yeah, Just room by room. Well, we're sitting in a shop. I mean, we're in a fucking shop for for heavy equipment and shit. Twenty five foot ceilings, twenty foot ceilings. You're heating four rooms, basically. When you can take all that out. 
You can make your room a 12-foot ceiling, so you cut it in half, basically, or something. You can use that whole upper thing for a loan, for air circulation, for moisture issues. It just changes everything, how you can run your air, because you bring air in from outside of 30 below zero, whatever it's in, ices up. And I mean, instantly, you've got a half an inch of frost on a 12-inch pipe coming in from outside. As soon as that fan shuts off for five minutes, that shit's all dripping off. These are the kinds of things that I've learned in the last three years that you deal with and how to do it. And, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can set it up. But there's really the right ways and ways it'll work. And they're actually talking about one room. Because I told them, you know, if you can take our smallest room and for like $30,000, $30,000, maybe, set that one room up correct, environmentally controlled, everything's right. I can produce more in that room that has 15 lights than the other four rooms that between them have 140 lights. I can outproduce those rooms with that room. That's a good selling point. Because right now, we're doing basically a gram a watt. And that's like the bare minimum. How soon do you think you'll go to that? I think you'll go to that, get that new state by spring, by spring, things will be happening. That's my goal. Right now, you know, like I've said, I'm happy personally to just keep doing what we're doing and get a cushion. Don't, as soon as you have money to spend, spend it. Get some savings. Wait until, you know, do it right. You, you can't set everything up one part at a time. Set one up the right way the first time. Because that one room will pay to do every other fucking room. Instead of limping along. Because as soon as you increase anything, as soon as you start to accelerate your growth of your plant, which means getting your humidity in check with your temperatures, keeping it in that green zone that I call it, which is exactly where you want your relative humidity and shit, then you up the plant's ability to produce four times the amount of weight. So, you know, you go from one pound of light to four pounds of light. Math. But in doing that, you have to be ready for six times the amount of humidity you're going to have to be ready for way more fucking transpiration from your plants, which means you're going to have to defoliate. There's no ands or buts. You will defoliate your plants or you will have mold. I don't give a shit. Because to do a plant correctly and keep it in that humidity that it needs, you're running right there where shit grows. And I'm talking molds, everything. Love the humidity that you're trying to run your plants at. As long as you keep that pathogen out of the air, you don't have that issue. You guys going to be like on lockdown and wearing full suits? When you walk we already kind of do. Yeah, you walked by us the other day. I was like, oh, shit. I'm pretty Did well covered up. I mean, hair net, beard net, subs. Whenever yeah. I see this hair. I'm used to it. Dude, I go to like other facilities now and I put them on and I fucking walk out with them on because I forget I've got them on. I'm just used to it. So... 
Oh, Mark, I don't even know what to say, man. I'm, I am higher than I've been in a long time. Shoot, I'm losing my train. Are you looking to list or searching for your perfect property? Well, contact Matt Wade at Century 21 Gold Rush, community member for over 20 years, helping you through the real estate buying and selling process. Matt Wade, C21 at gmail.com. M-A-T-W-A-D-E-C21 at gmail.com. 907-978-0127. Helping you through the process. Matt Wade, Century 21 Gold Rush. Let's say goodbye again, Mark. Thanks for coming on. You're going to be on again, and I'm really high right now. <laughs> um, yeah, you. I I definitely don't think I got a, every question I wanted to. You're good at uh, waxing on it, but not so much. You say you answer everything, but and not that I, I like. Okay, they wander off a lot. Yeah, I don't think it's intentional. <laughs> we just get to talking. So thanks for coming on. Always. See you again. Thank you for joining us on Fallen North Tokers. You can find more episodes of this time capsule of Alaskan cannabis on SoundCloud and iTunes. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send questions and comments to midtoker at farnorthtokers.com. M-I-D-T-O-K-E-R at farnorthtokers.com. Here's Toker. He was so pissed. I'll tell you a story. Let me, let's shut this down. I'll tell you a story. <laughs> Ah... Uh.